So this morning, I have a message titled, Be Careful. Um, I told the band during our practice via Zoom this past Thursday, hey, pray for me. I don't know what I'm going to speak about yet. Like nothing has really screamed out. So Friday night, as I went to bed, I just asked the Lord, I said, hey, you know, I haven't really heard from you where you want me to um, you know, where you want me to go, where you want me to speak, and, you know, and then I went to sleep, and of course, as usual, um, in that half-sleep, half-awake state around 3 a.m., he spoke to me very clearly of what he wanted me to speak about. So I'm very blessed to be able to hear the voice of the Lord. If you are hearing this for the first time, I'm not crazy. The Lord speaks. He speaks through your heart, your mind, your thoughts, um, you know, the Word of God does teach us that he has an um, audio, audio voice, but I'm praying that he never does that to me because I don't want to be freaked out. That's all i got to say about that. I appreciate the way he communicates. So this is where I am this morning. Be careful. As a child, I learned from my parents that God was in three. God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. John 14, 15 says, this is Jesus speaking, if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. He may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because he neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be with you. So not only do we know of God the Father and Jesus Christ, our Son, where we get our salvation through, through his shedding of his blood and, um, you know, being resurrected and he's coming again. Hallelujah. God also sent his spirit, his Holy Spirit. And I want you to catch in this. It says that those in the world can't have that part of God. You can't just have the Holy Spirit if you don't believe in God. But the scripture, Jesus says that he is meant to dwell in us. So God is in heaven. Jesus sits on the right hand of the Father. Acts 7, 55 through 56. Stephen, in his transition from earth to heaven as he's being stoned for preaching the truth, he says, but he, being full of the Holy Spirit, Stephen, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God and said, look, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man, Jesus, standing at the right hand of the Father. So right now, we know that God is in heaven. Jesus, his Son, who has been resurrected, is standing at the right hand of the Father, but the Holy Spirit, the third part of our God, is here dwelling on earth in us. 1 Corinthians 3, 16 and 17. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. I wanted to start that way because we want to start the premise that the Holy Spirit is in us. That we are the temple of God, the dwelling of where the Holy Spirit comes on to. So right now in heaven, once again, God is our Father standing on, sitting on his throne 
with his son Jesus to the right hand. The Holy Spirit is here on earth. When you accept the Holy Spirit, he dwells in you. We are truly the temple. And with this teaching and knowledge, my mother taught me this song when I was a kid about being careful, about protecting your gates. So since we have a knowledge that if you have accepted the spirit of God that he dwells in you, you can't just do everyday worldly things anymore. If you want the power of God inside you to come out and operate in a way that he should, there's certain things that we can't do anymore. We have to be careful of what we allow from the world to enter us if we are truly the temple of God. So my mother used to tell us, me and my sisters, protect your gates. What are you viewing? What are you reading, speaking, thinking? Where are you going? What are you touching? Protect your gates because those things open up a flow to your soul. I remember this song. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Then it goes on. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Be careful, little tongue, what you say. Be careful, little hands, what you do. Or be careful, little feet, where you go. Or be careful, little heart, whom you trust. Or be careful, little mind, what you think. For the Father up above is looking down in love. So be careful, little. And, 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 right? I know I'm not the only one who was, was taught this song or heard this song maybe in vacation Bible school or your early Sunday school, but it's not just a cute little song. Some of us old folks need to start singing that song once again. It's time to be careful in 2021 because some of you have told God he's not real because you don't feel his presence, but at the same time, you have polluted the presence of God in your life from the worldliness that you have allowed in. Hallelujah. Y'all know y'all love it when I preach. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own, for you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. It's for, we talked about this during my um, conversations about kingdom living, that we are no longer, once you have transitioned as a regular Joe in this world to being a believer, a son or daughter, you are no longer your own. So it's not just up to you what you do to your body, where you take yourself, what you're thinking, what you're saying, you have to be under some type of mindset of the God is in you and where you go is where he goes too. Some of us is taking God to some weird places. It's important that we protect. So if we're going to protect the gifts that are in us, I have many gifts from the Spirit of God, only given to me through my relationship with the Spirit of God because I stay plugged in. You heard Miss Peggy on the children's video talking about praying, fasting, 
um, worshiping, coming to church, being connected to the body of Christ. All of these things feed your spirit. And the opposite happens. If you're around a lot of negative people, that begins to feed your spirit and you yourself become negative. Although I believe that God has called me to be around certain people at my job to positively affect them, if I'm overly hanging out with them, always at their house, watching the movies they watch, listening to the music they listen to, I would eventually begin to think and act like them. The Bible teaches us to be not of this world while we're in it. And we have so many Christians, not only are we in the world, we're acting like the world, and you're not seeing the power of God, and you're blaming God, not yourself. It is my job to protect and be careful for Jonathan Glenn. So what am I watching on TV and then and on my technology? What type of music do I allow to enter my spirit? Don't get it twisted. Music is very invasive, without permission. If you don't believe me, work in any type of retail, any type of fast food that constantly have the radio on and the same songs, you're driving home singing it, and you can't stand the songs, but you're driving home singing it because music, without your permission, enters the deepest parts of your soul. And as a worship leader, as a leader in the house of God, it is my job to protect what I use to help advance the kingdom of heaven, which is the worship of God. So I don't know the new rappers. I don't know the new hip-hop scene. I don't know the new worldly music. My students tease me about it, but I don't care. I'm protecting something special. I'm protecting, I'm being a gatekeeper. I'm being careful of the presence of God that's in me. Because when I play that piano, play the guitar, or whatever I do on the stage, I need, I need that vessel, I need that temple to be released and the power of God to come out of me. And whatever you plugged into, that's just what's going to pour out of your spirit. So guard your music. <laughs> you know, the glory thing about iTunes is you can go back and, uh, you know, if you have a, you know, a script, um, whatever. If you have iTunes music or like Spotify or any of these media systems you can go back and listen to music you, you used to listen to. <laughs> Whoa. So, you know, I went back to the 90s listening to all the old 90s rap. I used to love 90s rap, right? I'm listening to these old, and I'm, I mean, the atmosphere in my car changes. My stomach started to hurt, and I'm like, man, what did I eat? It, it, wasn't, it wasn't the food that I put in me. My spirit was vexed by the language that I was listening to. See, uh, you have to understand the spiritual world, my brothers and sisters, that if there's a spirit backing praise and worship music, that means that there's a spirit backing the music outside of the church. Right? I used to tell my mom and dad, I'm listening to it for the beat. 
I know I'm not the only child who told their parents that. I, it's not the words that they may be calling women outside their name. They, you know, they may be cursing, talking about this thing or this, this level of lust. No, no, I, it's not that. I'm, I'm listening to it for the beat. And I remember being 20 and a young lady texted me. She said, oh, my God, come and see me. And I'm like, I don't know if I, if I should do it. And instantly, the most recent rap song. <laughs> popped in my head and start going, talking about what I shouldn't be doing. And the Lord showed me even then what came out of you. God, I just want to do right when the opportunity comes. When the opportunity comes to make a decision, what's coming out of you? Is it your morning devotion? Is it your constant um, listening to the right radio station or listening to the right media or listening to, to, you know, reading the right books or hanging out with the right crowd when it's time to make a life decision? What's coming out of you? Y'all got to be careful. What type of language do I allow myself to speak? I don't... I don't get Christians who curse people out. I, I get frustrated. Oh, heck yeah, I get frustrated. Um, the Lord's working with me with patience and the lack of, um, lack of communications and other people frustrate me. But I don't curse them out. You are connected to Christ you are connected to the Father. You are a temple of the Holy Ghost and you cursing people out. Again, no judgment from Jonathan B. Glenn. It's, it's, it's some, what are you plugged into? What are we plugged into? My language is connected to my soul. My soul is connected to what I'm feeding my spirit. And at the end of the day, even if Jonathan B. Glenn is not reading his Bible, sometimes if a person cuts me off, the first thought that comes to my mind is a curse word. When I'm unplugged. Are you plugged in this morning? Are you being careful this morning? What places do I travel? What thoughts do I allow to stay? How do I love the people around me? We have to be careful, not perfect. Don't hear me say that this morning. You don't need to be perfect. We are covered by the grace and the blood of Jesus Christ. I understand that, but we have to be perfect. If you call yourself a believer, if you call yourself having gifts, if, you know, gifts, you know, I'm going to read some off here in a second. If you have these gifts, it's important to protect those gifts to the best of your ability. Here's a list of spiritual gifts. Administration, being an apostle, spirit of discernment, um, evangelism, spirit of exhortation, faith, giving, healing, helps, hospitality, leadership, mercy, prophecy, serving, speaking in tongues, the understanding of tongues, teaching, and wisdom, just to name a few. If you, if you believe that these are the gifts that the Holy Spirit, that God the Father has given you, it's important that you protect these and you protect the gates to where the power comes out of from the temple. And this is a, 
a short little plug you know, for Believer School of Excellence. And I believe in the second class, we really dive into you know, your knowledge of these spiritual gifts and, and how they can be used in your personal ministry. The cool part is if Joni uses it a certain way or Bill uses it a certain way, you don't have to use it like that. The God will be very unique on how your gift is for you. But at the end of the day, you can have all of these. And if you out here doing more worldly things than spiritual things, it will affect the power that God has given you. I want to read Ephesians 4 here, 1 through 6. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. With all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, enduring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace, there is one body, one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. Walk worthy of the calling which you were called. Sometimes when grace is preached about it gives people license to act crazy. It gives people license to not act worthy of the call upon their life. Oh, I love grace because without it, I wouldn't be here today. Hallelujah. I did a lot of my craziness before Facebook. Hallelujah. Um, so through the grace of God, I... But, I, but if I'm not careful, if I just allow every, every new technology, every new doctrine, every, every, every um, antichrist spirit, in any type of unholy thing to all of a sudden find root in me, it will affect the way I minister. It will affect the way I advance the kingdom of heaven. It will affect my mission. Because at the end of the day, every single one of you, including me, we were born with a certain mission. And we need to fulfill our mission before our last breath. And I believe the Spirit of God in us is supposed to be here to fuel that mission. I'm not supposed to try to do it on my own. The Lord sent the helper. And when we accept the helper inside of us, when it's time for this boy who used to stutter to speak, when the Spirit of God is affected and moving, Joni doesn't stutter anymore. All of a sudden, this guy who used to look at himself very depressive um, for being a bigger guy, when the Spirit of God in me is triggered, all of a sudden I'm confident. All of a sudden, no matter what room I walk into, I think I look good. And that's nothing selfish this morning. It's about the power of God that's living inside you to bring the boldness, to bring the place where you need to be to accomplish your mission. Not to make money, not to get several degrees, not to be the governor or any type of high official office. It's so that you can fulfill your destiny 
There's no worldly song that good for me to allow it in my spirit to affect how I speak to a student Monday through Friday. Allowing your temple to be polluted with the world dulls the gifts that come from the power of the Holy Spirit. We must feed our temple through fasting, praying, meditating on the word of God, connecting with believers and protecting what we put into our temple at all costs. Let me give you this example. Give me a second here and take a drink. Let me give you this example. About three weeks ago, in about 12 or 13 weeks straight of working out, doing great, trying my best to be disciplined, you know, I hurt my back, hurt my lower back, and, um, you know, like my team knew, family knew. So I had to take three weeks off from my gym. This past week was my first week back, okay? And my back is a little bit better. I got the chair here just in case. Um, and, you know, I jumped on an elliptical, and it felt like I had been out the gym for two months. I was struggling. Y'all could have saw my face. Oh, oh God, what has, what's happened, right? Because before that, I was strong. I was, you know, I could jump on that elliptical and just move like a deer, you know, just being, you know, just dedicated. Three weeks off. Trying to re-engage, my body was not where it used to be, and, I had, and now I'm in a process of trying to catch back up. Spiritually, our life is the same. If you detach from the Holy Spirit, if you detach from those fruits that we need to have, the joy, peace, happiness, if we're not reading our Bible, if we're not putting spiritual food in ourselves, and then we try to pray for somebody to get healed, and then we try to have faith when our government is doing silly things, and then we, we, we try to fight off fear or, or worry. We, we, we try to do things, and we haven't been feeding our spirit any spiritual Growth. I teach my friends who all the time when they make a mistake at work, say, man, you need some milk. You need some muscle milk, man. Like you messing up, right? Some of y'all need some spiritual milk. Your spirit, man, is not where it needs to be. Maybe you took a month off of your devotion or your Bible, and you think that you're going to operate the same way that you would have if you were plugged in, you gotta be careful. There is no vacation in the spiritual realm. I had to learn this. Because, you know, on my vacations, I don't wanna do nothing. I don't wanna read, I don't wanna walk, I want somebody to feed me. When I vacate, I vacate. All right, I don't answer text. Bill was like, you don't do that now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There's no vacation in a spiritual realm. You are either growing or you're not. 
There's no, I'm going to be at this level of three weeks, I'm going to take it off. No, if my body is an example of you, I'm telling you, y'all, three weeks off, I jumped on that elliptical. I was not as strong as I was three weeks ago when I stopped working out. Some of y'all spirit men are screaming, feed me. Some of y'all older Christians, your spirit is saying, one scripture is not enough. Not for this battle that is ahead of us. If you take a glimpse of the news of where we're going with identity, if you take a glimpse at the news of what's happening in the Middle East right now, if you take a glimpse of the news of what's happening with the gas in the South and on and on and on, it's time to get plugged back in. It's time to protect what separates us from the mainstream, and that's God. I'm reminded of Peter and John <laughs> in Acts 4. You don't have this one, Chris. I'm going to read it. Um, in Acts 4, I love this part because it reminds me why it's important to have the Holy Spirit fed and ready to go. Acts 4, verse 8. So Peter and John are about to speak to the religious leaders. And it says, then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them. Some of us have been speaking out of flesh way too much. If the Holy Spirit is triggered, that means that he speaks when you speak. Peter filled with the Holy Spirit, begin to talk. And I like verse 13. It says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, common men, they were astonished. It's, it's, see what happens when God shows up on the scene, when God is, is, is revved up inside of you, when he walks in the room with you, you that may have been uneducated, you who may have had a speech issue, you who may not have the best finances, you who may not have the best history, you who may be dealing with some mental things, you who may be dealing with a body ailment, all of a sudden you walk in a room and none of those worldly titles, none of those worldly um, labels that have been given to you since you were a child is present because the boldness of God is in you. And when you open up your mouth, that is what's heard. The boldness that comes from knowing that God is in you. I, I try so hard not to be um, American about this. I was in a job interview a couple of weeks ago. She said, what makes you different than the other candidates? What? Do I reveal this, Lord? I said to her, I said, well, ma'am, when I walk into the room, the atmosphere has to change. She said, huh. I said, oh, yeah. I said, when Jonathan Glenn walks in the room, everything changes. The atmosphere is subject to where my mindset is when I walk into the room. Her eyes got big. <laughs> it is what it is. You know? 
I truly believe that. Because I work in a worldly system, I have to leave my house prayed up. All right, it's very easy. Listen, you've heard my story. Um, I have history of lust, lust things, right? You know, from like, I'm 18 to 23, 24, I dealt with it very, very heavily. And the enemy tries to bring that back every year, every single year. So I have to be ready. I have to have my horse blinders on. I have to be very mature. I have to be very careful of my spirit, my gaze, my thoughts. Why? So I can be super uber holy? No, because I'm protecting what's in me. So what comes out of me is the place where God needs me to be. I hope you are catching this today. Okay? Do I make mistakes again? Yes. Hallelujah. On my knees. Pray, Lord, forgive me. Boom. Grace. I'm moving on. But be careful. 2 Corinthians 6, 16. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. God wants to walk with you. He wants to talk with you. He wants to be inside you. Do you know how many times he just shows up in my everyday thinking? Do you know how many times that he leads me on how to parent? Do you know how many times he has led me on how to give people money at this time or, or, or do this with my finances at this time? Do you understand that he leads me and guides me on what not to buy or what to buy? It's because he is always present in me. He is the temple inside me. And when I am careful and I I feed that place with my reading of the word, with my praying, with my fasting. What happens is when there's time for a need, guess who shows up? God. 2 Timothy 2, 22. I can hear my mother. I'm, I'm going to try to. <laughs> I'm going to read this. Flee also youthful lusts, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace, with those who call on the Lord out of pure heart. I looked up the word flee, and it says run away from a place or situation of danger. It ain't say walk. It ain't say, listen, if you perceive something in your house is keeping you away from more of God, flee it. Not play around with it. Not skip away from it. Not walk away from it. The Bible says flee it. Flee. I'm teaching my children now to flee certain things. My son was in class and they were watching a movie. Some things I have taught him were inappropriate, began to happen in a movie. My son, a nine-year-old, stood up walked to the teacher and asked him if he can stand in the hallway until those scenes were over. My nine-year-old did that. Because I taught my children how to flee those things that try to penetrate their gates to disdain their temple to pollute their temple, 
It's important that we be careful. I will remind you, it's our job to be in the world, but not of the world. We have established that we believe in the Trinity, God, the Father, Jesus standing on his right hand, right side, and then the Holy Spirit, who he sent as a counselor, as a helper, to live inside us. And if you have received the Holy Spirit, that means that God himself dwells inside you. So when you are walking around your house declaring, mm, your words are no longer your words. I'm a, you know, I know I've shared this a couple of times. I'm going to share it one more time as we end here this morning. I was reading Genesis once. Let me, this is Pastor's Bible with a big font. Okay, give me a quick second. All right, the Lord showed me this as I was reading through. Um, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without, was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. When I got to the part where it said the Spirit of God hovers, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, that it was God, the Father, who spoke and things were created. But then he said, but when I spoke, my spirit was already in position to create. So the creation part of God dwells in me and you. Waiting for you to speak for it to happen. Well, Joni, I speak and things don't happen. At the end of the day, God doesn't change. It's up to us. Are we being careful? That means walk around your house. Again, you won't be perfect at this. Find out what is feeding your spirit and what is not. There's been times where I've thrown away so many DVDs. There's been times where I've thrown away so many CDs because I knew there was something in that show, something in these lyrics that didn't glorify God, and I didn't want to be found in a place where I couldn't be used to the highest ability that I was created to be. Once again, this is not, oh, yeah, but you're a minister. You're a worship leader. You work at a university. You're supposed to be um, different than all of us. No. You have a family. You have a job. You have a mission that God needs you to complete before your time on earth is done. I'm not sure why he led me to speak about these things today. You know, as usual, it has affected me. I recently started watching a new show, well, a show that he told me to stop watching 10 years ago, and I said, oh, it's because Nathaniel was little. No, if I told you no 10 years ago, it means no today too. So I have to reestablish and make sure I'm not watching that show. It isn't funny. The moment you decide in your mind not to do something, the urge to do it is insane. I won't eat cookies. Mmm, cookies. Come on, I'm not the only one. I'm just being honest with you. 
So now all of a sudden, God has reminded me that this is not the show. And plus, he had Alice remind me twice, which was quite irritating because I should have just listened to him. And now my wife is telling me, and I'm just like, ugh, she's right. But I'm just going to roll my eyes, act like she's not. <laughs> Again, it's just me. It's not, it's not your household. It's just my household. Because God wants me to be careful. Because, you know, we were taught, you know, as a young minister, I, I was taught if you give the enemy an inch, He's not polite. He wants to take the whole neighborhood. Oh, that's funny, isn't it? <laughs> gotcha. Oh, it's just a funny TV show. Gotcha. But this is a great drama. Gotcha. Oh, this is a song I used to listen. Gotcha. Only thing he wants is that inch. And he is, he don't play by rules and regulations. But my God, it's amazing. Wherever you are, say amen. These promises that I spoke of this morning has to do with being connected through Jesus Christ to the Father. Without that connection, you cannot have the Holy Spirit. That's one of the first scriptures I read. You cannot have the Holy Spirit in your life dwelling, helping you, leading you on counsel. To have the Holy Spirit, you must, of course, accept him and then choose to obey his leading, his direction, but also do your darndest to make sure that you're being careful to protect your gates. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. For the Father up above is looking down in love. Or be careful, little eyes, what you see. As simple as a children's vacation Bible school song, young or old, if you're listening to me, be careful. Father, in Jesus' name, we love you so much this morning. We are confident that you gave us this message just to remind us to be careful of what we feed our spirit. Lord, we want to be found right in your eyes. We know that we, through our salvation, through Jesus, that we have that. Father, we want to make sure that we are putting ourselves in a position to once again not be perfect, but to guard our hearts and minds and soul as much as we can against this worldly push that is happening in 2021. This anti-Christ spirit that is um, just, just warring in this world right now, we thank you that the spirit that lives in us, you, God, living in us, will lead us, guide us, and protect us for the battles now and for the battles tomorrow. If you're out there and if you haven't um, accepted Jesus as a personal Savior, I want you to say this prayer with me. Lord, I believe you are my Father. I believe in your son, Jesus. I believe that he died for me and that he rose again for me. And I believe that I have salvation if I believe that Jesus Christ is my Savior. So I declare in my house that you are Lord and I am saved by your grace. 
If you said that this morning, according to the word of God, the Bible says that heavens have rejoiced because you have become a part of the family. And if you have never accepted the Holy Spirit, it is simple as a prayer. Also, no matter where you are, just asking for the Holy Spirit to dwell inside you, to live inside you. If you say that prayer with the faith to back it, I truly believe not only will you be saved, but you will have God's Spirit living inside you. If you made that decision this morning, give us a call. Let us know about your decision We want to maybe send you some things, you know, to assist. This is a great church to be a part of. Um, We we will be coming back soon. At this point, it's May 30th, I believe, whatever the weekend is, Memorial Day. We would love to have you come to visit with us. Do not travel or maneuver, navigate this world by yourself. That's not God's plan. So connect with some good brothers and sisters, and I just truly believe we have a church of some good brothers and sisters, and we have an amazing pastor, Pastor Rick, his wife, Miss Diane, to lead us to where we need to be. No matter where you are this afternoon, I call you, this morning, I call you blessed and highly favored. May God protect you from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. I plead the blood of Jesus to cover you, your family, your health, and your finances, and wherever you are, Choose to be careful as you protect your temple. And remember that you have a mission no matter if you're a preacher or not. Thank you so much for tuning in. We love you. Look forward to seeing you very soon.